You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Today's episode should be fantastic. I'm excited to be sitting down with one of our leaders who I think is doing a phenomenal job answering her call to make disciples. Uh, we're with Robin Stroh who the Lord has brought to Carterville years ago um, as the as the spouse to our student and college pastor, but has recently raised her up as our leader in preschool disciple-making ministries, and she's doing a phenomenal job. So, Robin, welcome aboard. Thanks, man. I'm so glad to have you. Um, Robin, you've been a friend and a co-laborer in Jesus for a long time, so I've gotten to watch the Lord work in your life, and I admire the way that you lead and follow Him, and we are so glad to have you on the team. So I want to ask a couple of questions, and church family, as you're getting ready for your day or wrapping up your day or whenever you're listening to this episode of the podcast, I just want to frame uh, this this episode this way. So at Carterville, part of our vision is that we would be um, a multi-generational church, that we would be you know, four generations of believers who are discipling four generations of our community. And if that's going to be true for us, then we've got to do a good job all across the spectrum of life, making sure that we're intentional to teach how to love and obey Jesus from our youngest and to our oldest ages. And Robin, you're going to be representing today and for this season, uh, disciple making in our youngest ages and in the parents of those who are discipling our youngest mm-hmm. kids. So uh, if you will, just really quick, help everybody at the church know what you're doing. What, How are you serving right now? Okay, well, I am right now the interim director of our preschool. So um, I am, you know, organizing our Sunday mornings, making sure all our teachers are in place, making sure we have workers for Sunday evenings for that service, making sure Wednesday nights are lined up. We have our curriculum for all of that. A couple of things that we've just started in the past couple of months that I'm excited about. Um, the first thing is our extended care boxes that we have. This just has a follow-up lesson to our Sunday school material and a couple of activities, um, a couple of books, and some kind of manipulative, manipulative or toy in there that they can play with that's just different than what they've been in for the Sunday school hour. So I have that for um, our extended care workers, which I've gotten really good feedback just having that, that structure and that schedule for them during that time. Um, so it just gives them something to to kind of follow while they're in there during the worship service. The second thing that we're working on is a preschool play date. And we just had one at the beginning of this month here at the church at the playground. That's just kind of a get-to-know-you time for our parents and our preschoolers to come up, that our preschoolers can play together. And something that several parents have expressed is just not knowing each other. You know, you might have a two-year-old and somebody else has a four-year-old and they pass each other in the hallway, but they don't know each other. And they really want to get to know one another. And I thought this would be a good way for us to do that. I think that's so smart because I know for Lynn's and I, when we were especially when we were new parents, um, probably some of the best resources that we got for how to raise, love, and disciple our kids came from other parents. So I think you connecting the parents that way, phenomenal idea. So I guess I'm saying the preschool play dates, they're not just for the kids, right? They're for the parents. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, Square. So... Robin, tell us a little bit about um, how the Lord brought you to this moment. I mean, I was in the room with some of the conversations that we had, but how did God place this call in your life? Well, it 
honestly was not something that I was seeking or looking for at all. It was not on my radar. I felt like I had a, you know, I homeschool my kids. Jeremy works here at the church. I try to help out with him. I'm in choir and praise team. So I felt like there were a lot of things I was involved in. And then um, Lisa Freeman reached out to me about the position. And I was honestly very surprised. I just wasn't expecting it. So I met with the personnel committee the next night. And I spent that time praying and just really seeking what God wanted for me. And uh, I had a lot of questions. I wasn't sure what it would look like, but I just kind of felt a stirring in my spirit, like, this is something that you should do. And I was uncomfortable because it was out of my comfort zone. Well, and you were already a very busy person. Yeah, I, and I was. And so I, I guess mostly my main concern was that I was not capable. So I thought, how can I do, how can I do this? I don't have any experience. I mean, I taught at the preschool here, but to be a director of all of the activities that go on here and the different services from birth to five, I just was not sure how that would work out. And so I just kind of, I just took a step of faith thinking, you know, like God's going to equip me and he's going to put the people in my path that are going to help me to do this and to succeed at this. And so far he's been extremely faithful. And I just feel like there have been some moments of doubt or just thinking, you know, I'm, I really need a teacher in this class who, I, and I, you know, who's going to be? And then just feeling like, the first person I talked to, like getting a no, and you're like, man, that didn't work out. And then somebody better come along, and you're like, or that is like, I would love to do that. And you're like, great. You know, so there are definitely things that happen that I'm like, man, that's kind of a bummer. But then later, God shows up, and He's like, that didn't work out because I had this planned out for you. So I love that. It is kind of neat to watch the Lord work as He equips the church family and raises them up. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Hey, so for our listeners that might not be mm-hmm. familiar with preschool ministry, maybe it's been a while since they had somebody in there, mm-hmm. a couple things. I'll clarify. One is uh, at Carterville, when we talk about preschool, there's actually two different things that we could be talking about. Number one, we have a, a weekday preschool that meets on campus Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We call that Carterville Christian School. And you worked in that school for years. You taught mm-hmm. You taught very faithfully in that school, did a phenomenal job. But to be clear, that's not what you're doing now. Correct. Um, in the life of our church, for our Sundays, for our Wednesdays, and for shepherding our families all week, uh, we have our preschool ministries that are that are more directly in the umbrella of what we do at church all day, and that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, Robin, what ages does that include for some of the folks who haven't uh, been in the preschool hallways for a while? What ages are you working with? Well, it starts at birth, and for like our Sundays and Wednesday nights, it goes up to pre-K, which is before kindergarten. Okay. Um, but then actually for VBS, it will include the kindergartners as well. They'll be included with our preschool program, but just generally on a week-to-week basis, it's up to four year, four or five when that, that year before kindergarten. Okay, so help me with this, Robin, and, and I know we're going to move now into some of your vision for that yeah. ministry, because I've heard you cast the vision for what you believe God God's calling you to lead us into there. Um, I love it. I appreciate it. And I just want the church to hear some of it. But let me ask you this question sort of to get into the vision a little bit. All right. So, Robin, um, when you say that God's called you to work with, you know, newborns, with one-year-olds, with two-year-olds, with three-year-olds, with four-year-olds, with five-year-olds, um, how can you make disciples of a two-year-old? I mean, how can how can you use your ministry here? Like, what are realistic uh, goals for discipleship of a child that young? 
Well, I think it just starts with steps. You just start with stories and verses and prayers, and you're going to build on that. You're a child that's been in our preschool from ministry since birth, and having heard all of these biblical stories for the first five years of their life is going to be able to make better connections when they get to children's ministry with what yeah. we're talking about and saying, hey, I remember us talking about that right, yeah. or I remember this and it's just going to keep building on that. Um, and so I, I really, that is part of my vision is for us to really start pouring into our infants and our toddlers right now. That is um, an age that kind of gets easily overlooked as just babysitting or daycare. Mm-hmm. And I really want us to get past that, that mold because they are, I mean, they're little disciples. They're going to be disciples. And so we want to start with them. We want them to hear these stories. We want to hear Jesus' name. We want them to hear that and, and be sung, you know, hymns and, and songs and, and let that be a part of their exposure at church. You know, I remember when we were raising our kids, when I first became a parent, the way that I thought about this for the Skipper Boys, right, is I thought, okay, if somebody ever asks our kids, when did you first start to hear that God loved you? When did you first understand that the Lord made the creation and he made you? When did you first know that David was a king after God's own heart? When did you, when did you first hear that Jesus came to redeem the world? I wanted my boys to look up and say, I have no idea. I've just always known that. Mm-hmm. you know, yeah. be, Because from birth, when I was rocking my kids, I was telling them about how the Lord made the world and how he loved them. And I thought, I have no idea when this will start to stick, but I'm going to start early, right? And I love that you're doing that in in our preschool ministry. So, Robin, let me let me ask um, let me ask you to help us understand in a concrete way. Um, let's say that I have a preschooler, and you know, this Sunday I come to Carterville, and uh, they're under your your care, under your ministry, as you shepherd the people who shepherd my preschooler. Uh, what are some of the things that might be happening in those preschool rooms that would help uh, my child be begin to understand the love of God for them. Okay, well, we've got, um, so we have our, you know, our Bible studies for life that we do on Sunday mornings with them. And then, like I said, in our extended care, we're doing a follow-up lesson with that. So, um, and we have some really super great Sunday school teachers in our preschool right now. I'm just super proud to be um, to be a part of that. And they work really hard with them to get those basic ideas down. Like each lesson has a, a verse and a, just a basic idea to walk away from that they're working with them. Um, and then on our Sunday evenings, I've just started in January, I started with our threes and fours, the gospel project from Lifeway, and I'm really impressed with this curriculum. It has a short little Bible story video that's engaging for them, and they pay attention. Then there's a little song that comes after that that has emotion, and it's a Bible verse. So we did John 1, 1 for six weeks. So now Judah will walk around the house singing John 1, 1, you know, and so um, and so now we moved on to a different verse, and then after that, we'll look at our activity page, and, and we'll talk about that, and I had, you know, Shepherd Geringer was in there last week and we were talking about the crucifixion he was like who is this man beside Jesus like what's his name I was like well we don't know you know for sure but he's like this is Jesus but we don't know who you know and just talking they're having good questions and then on Wednesday nights we're doing our discipling 
curriculum which works through right now we're going through New Testament so we're looking at Jesus stories and, and they're working through those with their, their leaders right now um, so um, and we also you know we also have our preschool closet I forgot to mention that that's got a lot more resources and so I'm encouraging our teachers to try to have some kind of activity or something on the table for them when they walk in because as a preschooler there's a lot of separation anxiety and so I'm encouraging working with our teachers about having something for them right when they walk in so that transition is a little bit easier for them. Well, I really appreciate you, and I appreciate what God's called you into. I I hope that the rest of our church who's listening to the podcast will respond as well to the calls that God puts on their life as you're responding to the call that God's put on your life. So as everybody walks into their mission field, whatever it is today, let's be faithful. Robin, let's wrap up the podcast with this last question. How can our listeners help support you and the ministry that God's calling you to lead? Like, What could they do uh, to help you make disciples of our young guest uh, members of our church? Sure. Um, first of all, I think, honestly, it just is volunteers. I need committed volunteers in our preschool department. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are intimidated working with preschoolers, but they're so easy. They're just wanna, They're just glad to be there. You know, and they want to play. They have good questions. They want to learn. And they're just, sometimes they're a lot easier to work with than adults. You know, you don't have to worry about Am I pleasing them? Are they happy? You know, like you can tell when they're not happy or when they are happy. Um, but then, you know, even you know, it's prayer. Prayer is super important for that. Um, and even if you feel like I can't volunteer, but maybe I know someone who I think has got the skills that could volunteer. I might could, you know, you might could urge them to, to do that. Like I had um, a few weeks ago or a few couple months ago, Julie Hawkins texted me just out of the blue and she said, hey, we're going to be back at church on Wednesday nights and I'm going to be free. Can I help you in the preschool? Wow. Like, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yes, you can teach my pre-K, you yeah. know. And um, and so just the willingness to yeah. be able to do that. And I can't, I mean, I don't expect everyone to say yes or just to say, hey, how can I do that? We all have our own callings. But just being open to the spirit and also just, you know, helping out extended care. That's an hour and a half every three months. Super easy. So for somebody who doesn't know the language, Lingo, the lingo for us, extended care is actually what we call the preschool environment during the worship service. So while I'm preaching and everybody's in the sanctuary, our children are being discipled in what we call extended care. Yeah, birth to four. And we rotate volunteers there, right? And yep. so our idea would be the most, if we could have the maximum number of volunteers committed to that, then possibly people could serve four or five or six times a year and we would be able to take great care of our kids as mm-hmm. long as we have every also you guys are doing a great job right now of organizing that so that a volunteer can walk in and know exactly what to do have a good schedule and be able to lead that time really effectively so way to go hats off to you bud thank you and i have to give Lori barner and Rhonda hamill credit for that because they're our extended care coordinators over the past few months yeah so they get all those lined up and i'm super grateful for them and that taking that role and Stepping up. So. Well, I am proud of the way that we are discipling young families. So thanks a lot, Robin. Thank you, Ben.